0: Hello and welcome to the Talk Music Podcast, where we chat everything and anything to do with the world of music and occasionally focus on topics a little bit unrelated. My name is Scott Cowie, I'm the best musician that ever lived and I'm a podcaster as well. You're going to hear me chat to many different people, but more often than not, it will be fellow musicians having conversations about their careers and lives within arguably the greatest art form in the world. And you get this for free. Each and every week on scottcowie.com, on Stitcher Radio, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on everywhere that they get podcasts. So please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell an old lady on the street. Let them know what's going on over here, but for now, enjoy the show. Boom! Guest this week on the podcast, none other than Joey Jordison. Phenomenal musician, phenomenal drummer, phenomenal talent. This guy has just got an ungodly passion for music that is very, very infectious. You can tell that he loves this. And this interview is absolutely brilliant. The people that he likes in music, you'd be very, very surprised by. He just, like I said, he's just got a passion for the subject. He loves it. He loves it. Joy Jordison, he's the man, okay? And also, we've got Nora Germain coming up. Our co-host, we're a mo-host. I don't even know what that means, but she's in the outro. She's got a new book coming out, okay? When I say it's coming out, it's actually out. NoraGermaine.com is the website. Nora's going to tell us all about it, and she's got some very, very, very exciting news as well. That's after the Joey interview, and right now we're going to cut to exactly that, the interview with Joey Jordison. Let's check it out. Okay, I am back on the Talk Music Podcast, and joining me now, legendary drummer and musician, Joey Jordison. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing great, man. Thank you for asking and thank you for your phone call and the interview. and Everything's great, man. Thank you very much.
0: Great stuff. How was, your, great. how was your Christmas and New Year?
1: Oh, man, it was great. You know, like we, you know, finished out the year with uh, the band Hell Yeah and we had a great tour. Everything was set up, you know, well, we're just ready to uh, crack, you know, the New Year in and just get back on tour and get back on the road, man. But everything's been going great. So, like, there's no complaints whatsoever.
0: Everything's been killer. Right, so last year, um, you're back out in the road with the band Vimic, uh, which I'm sure we'll get to. Um, and you also won the Metal Hammer Award, um, the Golden God Award. What was that like being a London collecting that award? Because that's quite prestigious, right?
1: With all the stuff that I've, you know, been achieving, like, you know, the last uh, couple of years with, you know, you know, the, the two bands and, of course, you know, recovering from, you know, what I had to go through and receiving that award. Honestly, this is the best time that I've ever had in my life as far as, like, self-improvement and as far as achievement. It just, just goes to show, like, you really put yourself in the right mindset, do the right things in life, that you can achieve whatever you want. You can achieve everything that, like, that life can present to you. And that's what I keep doing is, like, you know, like, life's going to throw you, like, a lot of, like, uh, you know, curveballs, but figure out how to hit them and knock them out of the park. And that's what I've just been trying to do. And <clears throat> just keep myself in the the right balance of, of life and just keep keep moving forward, man. Keep creating music, be with the right people, and, and just do the right thing. You know, metal will never leave me, you know, like, the heaviness of and, and darkness and all this, all that type of stuff i'm trying to throw out of my life at the same time it always exists within me that's why i create this type of music because it's an exorcism basically it's like when i can i have just like all of us like when you have problems or anything like that i pick up a guitar i'll create a riff and then i'll just create another riff and i'll sit on it for a while and i'll create a or you know all the guys in the band will like contribute and it's it's like that for all the guys in the band and we'll just sit there and we'll just like move on and just keep we just we just keep moving, man. And that's what the best thing is about life is like it will throw you curveballs. It's just how you learn how to hit them. And right now we're knocking them out of the park, and I cannot be more happier. So I'm just really thankful for everything that's
0: happening right now. That's brilliant. Um, you mentioned there your, um the songwriting. Um, you pick up a guitar, you come up with a riff. What's the, What's the songwriting process like for yourself? Um, do you? Pick up a guitar, do you record it into your phone, do you send it to the guys, or do you write all in the room together? How does it all come about, Joey?
1: Um, what, well it depends. Uh, there's there's a you know, a, there's not really a solid way of writing because like in in Vimic and uh, you know, also in Cincinn, there just like it was in Slipknot or even in the Murder dolls, like you might have your chief songwriters, but you don't have a band. You know, like you don't have a band unless everyone can like just be honest and open and upfront about like exactly like oh you know what you know everyone has an opinion and like here's the thing and a lot of people disagree with me with with this especially with like chief sh- chief songwriters and stuff but like everyone is should be heard as far as like if they if they're feeling something musically because it can you know there's there's times that I've you know, listen to like other people that I've been working with, and they've had a, an idea that is just absolutely amazing, and it, they absolutely changed the song and made the song what it is. I, you know, the best thing about music, man, is like you're never going to perfect it, but it's, you know, it's like it's the ultimate school. You know, it's it's literally like you don't graduate from it. You don't get a high. You don't get a high school diploma. You know, you don't get a college degree. Uh, you can achieve certain things and that's great but the thing is with music it it does not leave your heart or your brain or your soul and that's what the best thing about it, It, it's literally a lifeblood
0: That's great, great stuff Um, because you mentioned music there I I love the the attitudes, the the outlook of you're you're never done learning kind of thing Um, and what was interesting about yourself is I remember actually reading an interview of you years and years ago And you said that you were actually, I was quite surprised to read this, that you were quite a fan of Charlie Watts Um, and apparently a lot of the other drummers. I mean, what is it? I thought thought this was great. What is it you like about Charlie Watts? I'll I'll tell you exactly
1: why. I'm like probably one of the, you know, of course there's a million, a million, million upon a million Charlie Watts fans. My thing is this, is 1981, I was sitting at home. My dad came home from working construction and brought home the Rolling Stones album, Tattoo You. And, then, and he put it on the turntable and I was downstairs playing. I was, you know, it's only, uh, I was almost approaching six years old. I was five years old. And when I heard the first riff to start me up, I freaked. I'm like, whatever that is, I'm like, like it just change, it changed me. Like, that was my real first induction to, like, my attraction to music. Not that I didn't like music. You know, I've heard a bunch of stuff before. But that one was, it escalated everything. Like, when I heard that first riff to start me up on Rolling Stones' Taxi You, then listen to the whole record and still, you know, like, the the last song when you Waiting know, on a Friend, I mean, it's, and, and Little T&A, all, all that stuff, or, like, it just goes on and on. I've listened to that record probably more than any other record in my life. I am like, and it doesn't get old. It's timeless. That record started my whole life as far as the attraction to playing music.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a brilliant record. I tell you what, see the the fillin, the drum fill at the start to start me up is fucking insane.
1: <laughs> it is. Yeah,
0: it's really really I good. Mean, like
1: you don't get better riffs. Like that that whole record is like you cannot. You cannot outrift that record. It's like you're talking about like actually pure rock and roll. People will debate, you know, the Beatles, Rolling Stones, all that stuff, whatever, you know. I'm a big Doobie Brothers fan. But like as far as like Rolling Stones, they are pretty much my essential, like go-to rock band.
0: Well, it's, it's so, so cool uh, to hear this actually because I've, I've said for years that that guy, that guy is so underrated and how different he is he plays the fact that he does that hi-hat thing where he hits the snare when he's not hitting the hi-hat, very, very underrated. And, and I don't think he gets the credit he, he, he truly, truly deserves. But anyway, I mean, regardless, yeah,
1: right? I don't mean to interrupt you, but when, when you're saying that, like, you, just, you know, like, here's the thing about Charlie Watts that people just don't understand and need to realize is that the guy is absolutely the most finesse, charismatic, and not only timeless, but like the most Metrodome drum player of all time, and still has a sense of humor when he's playing. That guy is so awesome. He does not even need the Harley Playfield, so when he plays it, he plays different than any other drummer on earth. Think about how many drummers there are. You won't see anyone like him. That's why I'm such a fan of him. Like I, I mean, I can't play like him. <laughs> you know, you just can't. I mean, I got, I can play the songs, but I can't
0: play like him. That's what ruled about him. I can't I can't match it. Brilliant. Um I can remember we actually um talking to drummers, Joey, I, I managed to speak to about 18 months ago, I had uh, Dave Lombardo on the show. Um and that was because that was yeah. fa- that was fascinating because he told us the story of course 2004 download uh Lars Ulrich is sick for anybody that doesn't know. And of course um Metallica running about backstage, and they managed to find two people to to fill in at the gig. One of them's Dave Lombardo, and of course the other one is, is your good self. Tell us that whole story, and because I'm, I'm, it must have been a little bit surreal to be playing uh, the likes of Enter Sandman with James Hetfield rocking out alongside you. Um, I'll
1: will tell you how that went down. Like uh, Slipknot and uh, Metallica were on a tour together, and like there was various opening bands and all that. But when we hit the the Download Festival, um. I got off stage with Slipknot and of course Metallica was headlining and I was backstage. I was barely pulling my mask off and, uh, wiping, the, you know, the, um, the makeup for my eyes, the black makeup. And they said that, uh, you know, James had told me to talk to me and, uh, I'm like, I'm like, what? The, what the, you know, we've been on tour with them for a while. So it was a little bit of a little bit of a shock. So I went back there and um, you know talked to them like you know, you know Lars can't make it to the show and can you fill in? Uh, I was pretty, I mean, I was just freaked out. Um, coolest thing about it was, was like I instantly said yes because I'm like I'm not going to miss the opportunity. You know I'm a huge Metallica fan. I have been for years, and uh, you know I've been you know without Metallica I wouldn't play the way that I do. You know I just. I've played their records for a long time, and uh, I got to go in there and see their rehearsal room. They call it, uh, I think, Warm Up and Attitude or something like that. And uh, went in there and just sat down with them, and they're like, what songs do you know? I'm like, well, it's not that I... I'm like, I don't know them all, but I mean, I have a, I have a, like a pretty good idea. of, And like you know, I've been practicing for years, you know, it's kind of a culture shock. And I was sitting there, like you know, on the drum throne, they just start hammering out songs. I just started playing with them, and uh, it, it just felt great. You know, they're like that, they're like everything's going to work out. Like we we'll just practice the songs that they wanted to do live, and I just went up there, and uh, it was really cool because it made me feel really comfortable. They didn't make me feel like uneasy or nothing like that. They're like, "There's going to be fun." You know, we go up there and we we'll crank them out, and it was really cool, man. Because like we've been on tour with them for a while at that time. Of course, I've been listening to them you know, since 1983. So it was cool, man. But just went up there and like sat down and they made it really easy on me. It wasn't, it wasn't freakish or it wasn't, you know, nerve wracking or nothing. Like just sat down, counted off and like away we went. It was, it it turned out way better than I thought. And it was, the thing is they made it really fun. And it was one of the best, you know, shows that I've ever played and it's just crazy and amazing that I got that opportunity and the chance to do that. So I'm very thankful.
0: Oh, it, was, it was great. I mean, I watched a couple of the YouTube clips yesterday and it was just, to your point, you looked very, very comfortable. It looked as if you'd been playing with them for a long, long time. So it's great that you got to the opportunity to to drum with a band that you'd been listening to and you'd been a fan of for, for so many years. Um, now, you've, you've performed with uh, many different acts throughout the years. Is there anybody else musically that you've always thought I, I would love to either record with them or play with them live that you've maybe not had the opportunity to do so yet?
1: That's that's a really good question. Um, it's kind of hard to say because like every time I, I say one, I'm like, oh, I'd like to do this one and I'd like to do this one as well. Um, one band that that I'm very a, a huge fan of, um, yeah, man, like the list goes on and on. But it's like Mr. Bungle. If, like Mr. Bungle ever lost a drummer, and like needed just like some session work or something like that, you know, I'd be there in a heartbeat, like you know, to lay something down or lay a couple tracks down or or whatever. But that would be like they're they're one of my favorite bands, and they they also, they also fit into like kind of like a little bit of the Slipknot story as well. They're like a huge influence. So I mean, that that'd be like one of the bands I would say.
0: Uh, listen. Like, tell us about your 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 drum practice routine, right? Have you got Have you got a certain routine?
1: Um, practice routine. Uh, I do this, you know. Like I'm at home right now, so like what I do right now is I I have like a practice pad kit that has like everything that I need to hit. You know, you know cymbals. You know all the toms, all that stuff. But I practice on like the pads because instead of like a live kit. 'Cause you know, I just got off tour doing light kit. That's that's one thing. What I like doing about like, you know, hitting like practice pads and like just having like <clears throat> my double kick pedals against, you know, pads and stuff like that. It's like you know when you're missing something. Like it like it does not lie. You know, like, you know, if I practice on my D drones that that's cool too, but it's like you can miss trigger. If I practice on a live kit, it's all all you know, you can also Maybe one hit isn't as strong as another, and this is what I've been doing, and like a lot of my rehabilitation, as far as like getting back to like just doing these new bands, and why my planes improved is because I all I do is I practice on like a, a full kit, but they're all just pads, so I can hear literally every hit that I'm I'm hitting, and it really helps with like exactly like how I'm like hitting each symbol or each tom or all that, just to make sure the articulation's where it's supposed to be.
0: That's what I've been doing lately. It's really helped a lot. That sounds great, man. Um, so we, we touched on this earlier, Joey. The UK tour is is coming up. Of course, you're all over Europe, and and the fans can check you out on Facebook and Twitter. You're guys have you're on all social media. The band is called Vimmick, uh, so everyone remembers. Um, but tell us, we're talking about the UK. Have you got any fond memories of, of playing the UK over the years with Slipknot and, and any other band that you've been involved in?
1: You know, I, I will say this, and I'm not just saying this because of an interview or it might be like or a promotion. The UK literally is probably, you know, one of my favorite places to play on Earth. Like, every time I go there, the, the people just, they're, they're just different, and they have such a fucking, can I Can I us? I probably shouldn't. Us.
0: No, it's all, it's all good. Have, go have, ahead.
1: Have, yeah, yeah. So, they just have this amazing like hunger or just like just music in general it doesn't matter what type of music it is and uh, I love playing there like some of my best shows that I've ever done have been there and I I will never forget them and like every time I go they always always impress me and that's why I can't wait to get back over there because I cannot wait to see what's going to happen this time because no matter what every time I go over there like I it, it's almost like when we we hit the stage it's like a shock it's like look at this look at this crowd it's just insane so I'm like absolutely looking so forward to getting over there and doing this again and it's going to be it's going to be good man look bands on fire everyone's ready to go and man we just we just can't wait it's going to be so fun
0: the 28th of March in London Birmingham on the 29th of March and Manchester on the 30th Joey it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today And um, best of luck great that you're back to full health and you're playing brilliant um Continue. To watch, oh, thank what,
1: you, man. Thank you. I want to say thank you to to you and, and to the fans, and anyone that's listening. All that stuff. To the fans over there, I cannot wait to see you. I'll be over there soon. Fan will be there. We'll be on fire. Let's just have fun and like you know make an evening out of it. and, Like crank it up and just get it. You know, get the shit done right. It'll Be awesome.
0: A fantastic interview there.
2: Oh, yes, it was so informative, so inspiring. Informat- so, so important.
0: Informative listening. This podcast is just, you know, the fact that we just we can't exactly. do an intro and an outro without talking over each other and without you potentially getting us chucked off of the land of podcasting.
2: Well, I'm sorry, if that happens, um I'll try to get you a good lawyer so we can save the show.
0: Thanks. Um, am sure America will be full of them right now. So anyway, Nora, we mentioned at the top of the show, first of all, the book, give the book a plug. Tell everybody how about it.
2: Well, my book is called Go For It, Surviving the Challenges of Becoming an Artist, and it's an inspirational book for young musicians and creative people like myself who are on the path to greatness, whatever that means for you, and it's all about following that path with integrity and optimism and getting there in one piece. So that's, uh, that's the book. I've gotten some really nice compliments about it from all over the world. And um, it's doing uh, really nicely. So it's on Amazon. If you want to get it, you just type in my name, Nora Germain. Hopefully it'll be there. And uh, Scott, I hope you don't mind. I mentioned you in it too.
0: Uh, you did mention me and I do have my copy of the book, by the way. Thanks very much for that.
2: You're welcome. You're welcome.
0: I, 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 I've i read some of it, but obviously it came a really busy period. So I'll need to read it all. Um, I've yet to get to the bit. Where, where I'm in it, so I'm very, very excited about that because I'm in it a couple of times. I do believe I've heard, uh huh.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, all those allegations about me, you've let the world know about them, and um, whether they're true or not. So, guys, please yeah,
2: actually, read. Actually, there's a chapter that catalogs every single illegal thing you've ever done in alphabetical order.
0: I know you're lying because that's a book in itself. Um. <laughs> Right so I'm on a, I'm actually on com, and since I was last on this this site has been done up so ladies and gentlemen you need to check this out cuz what I'm looking for at the moment in fact just tell us tell us about the UK trip tell us how about it
2: Oh yeah so um <clears throat> there's some stuff on that on my performances page I the big deal is that I'm going to do another show at Pizza Express Jazz Club in Soho in London and that's happening on February 22nd, which I'm extremely excited, I'm, I'm having my own group there, and we're going to have a great show with two sets, uh, yeah, February 22nd, so if you're in London, it's probably going to sell out, so you should definitely reserve, um, and that's for Pizza Express, then on the 24th, February 24th, I'm doing a master class at a college for um, musicians near London, and then... Uh, March 10 through 12, I'll be uh, with Martin Taylor working on his uh, guitar retreat. Martin Taylor and Robin Nolan are two great jazz guitarists, and they'll be in London for three days teaching guitarists from all over the world, and they've uh, invited me to come join them once again, which is great. And then also on the docket, but not totally confirmed yet, is that I may also travel to Scotland to do one or a couple of shows with postmodern jukebox. Um, so that needs to yet be confirmed. Actually, uh, Scott Bradley, if you're listening to this, uh, give me a call back. Okay, so um, we'll see about that. But for now, I've got a show and I've got this masterclass and I've got this retreat, and then we'll see what else happens. But I'll be in the UK for almost a month, so I've got a lot of time to hang out with people uh possibly do some recording if there's time um sit in with lots of groups go hear a ton of music so i'll be around and i love visiting uh that part of the world so i'm extremely excited and i hope i get to see you scott
0: excellent fantastic so um scott bradley if you're listening give nora a call back and that'll be really really exciting um <laughs> postmodern jukebox of course if you haven't already seen the video Um, And if you don't already know, if you've been living under a rock and you don't know who postmodern jukebox are, the fantastic Um, YouTube band. I'm calling them that and it sounds disparaging because they sell out arenas all around the world, but they were made famous by being a YouTube cover band and as standard as that sounds they have a unique twist on modern pop songs they make them very jazzy they make them very swingy and you got to see it to believe how good it is nora recently featured in one of their videos it was a cover of the family guy theme song um, which of course features scott bradley and the rest of the gang so check that out and the buzz that was created from this video has led the guys from postmodern jukebox to seriously consider Dragon, Nora, Francesca, Deborah Germain over to the UK for that said show in Glasgow, the Raw Concert Hall. So fingers crossed, touch wood. That's me touching the table in front of me. That I'm will t- happen.
2: Oh, that's actually, I shouldn't say something like that. But I am, I am touching wood. I am. So we'll, yeah, I hope. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. let's
0: not make a joke about that. You've already offended the president. You've already even mentioned the thing about post not the president
2: yet. Okay. Huh? Why well, don't you split over there?
0: Right, okay. Well, I suppose that might be the technical legality that my lawyer get us out of that one, given that he wasn't the president when this eventually went up. But by the time you're listening to this, ladies and gentlemen, it might well be. So, Mr. President, I'm really sorry. Um, the views of Nora Germain do not necessarily represent the views of mine uh, well, or indeed the talk music podcast. Uh-huh.
2: That's Just throw me under the bus. That's great. That's yeah. fine. Okay. I thought I, was, I thought I was the talk music
0: podcast. Hey, 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 hey. It's Scott Cowie's postmodern talk talk music podcast, all right? My name is in the title, okay? Actually, I might steal that name. That's pretty cool. Scott Cowie's post
2: Modern Talk Box.
0: Wow. We could be like a tribute act. If you don't get a gig at the concert hall, we'll do our own thing that night and outsell them. Anyway, <laughs> a lot of nonsense on the go, but please buy Nora's book. It's great. She's only what age are you now? Huh? What how old are you? Oh,
2: what age am I? I'm twenty five.
0: She's 25 years old, and she's already written a book. Can you believe that? I didn't learn to read or write till I was about 28, okay? I'm
2: um, like 28, like right now. Huh? So you've been reading for like, what, a year? Aren't you? Like Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I yeah. I am 28. Yeah. Okay, I'm slightly older than that, but that's by the by. Thank you very much to Nora, Francesca, Deborah Germain for appearing in the podcast, and thank you very much to The Man, The Myth. A great interview with the one and only Joey Jordison. What a drummer. What a musician! What a guy! Are you a fan of Slipknot, Nora?
2: You know I am. Uh, I don't know if I could call them an influence necessarily. How not? But I love all great music. I love all all talented musicians. So yes, I am definitely a fan, and they are truly remarkable. And it's amazing that you got him on this. Well, how much money did you pay him to do this?
0: Um, listen. I you do don't it. have
2: any money, Scott, so I'm just curious about how you were able to make this happen.
0: Listen, you know what they say about me. I can make anything happen.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Well, we'll see about that.
0: But listen, if I had my way, I would click my fingers and ensure that you were on the stage with postmodern Jukebox at the Royal Concert Hall in Glasgow and march and fingers crossed Touchwood. That will happen. Oh, Wouldn't that sweet. be a sight? So
2: Look, I really hope that I can do it and uh that and i think there are some other dates around that time also so we'll see but yeah it would be really fun i could come to glasgow and we could party and have milkshakes and it would be really really fun so we'll see
0: yeah fingers crossed uh, could you mind uh, yeah it would be really really good see if that happened it would be great because at the end of the day um yeah yeah there's a, there's a lots of things i could say about that postmodern dripbox thing that i won't get away with just saying because i don't want to i don't want to tempt fate but it would be very very cool and to be honest with you the best song that they do is that family guy theme because you're in it because you take them to a whole new level
2: you like that one you know Seth MacFarlane who's uh you know he created family guy he uh retweeted it so we know that he liked it which is cool
0: yeah we spoke about this before Seth MacFarlane is a massive <laughs> fan he's a massive fan of Nora Germain
2: <laughs> I don't know about that but we'll see he You know. actually He's, um He's got a great jazz group of his own. I'm not sure if you know this, but he's a wonderful jazz singer and he plays with a big band. And um, anyway, there's another. Another one of my pipe dreams. <sighs> we'll just have to wait and see.
0: You never know what's going to happen. We, listen, if you're friends with me, that's helpful because at the end of the day, they know what they say about me.
2: You can make anything happen. Yeah, your words. Thank you, Scott. You know, I feel really supported and loved. Thank you.
0: Nora Germain on the podcast Joey Jordison on the podcast and once again this podcast is available scottcowey.com SoundCloud Stitcher Radio iTunes tell a friend walk up to somebody in the street and say check out Scott's podcast um, a whole ton of guests coming up We don't and, and, and they're going to get recorded in a couple of days and there's one really good one that I can't say in about the, the moment but you just need to keep checking it but trust me it's a brilliant one it's very exciting I'm getting really excited and I'm shouting and I will see you guys we'll both see you guys in audio form next week.
2: Bye-bye!